Grand evening. It is 8.05 um, Pacific time. Mountain Pacific, I think. Uh, <laughs> a great amount of this this last experience has been fruitful. It has been fruitful. Uh, multiple things did not go through the way that I thought they would go through. So I thought I would title this episode Barely Winning. <laughs> um, I've made so many strides and so many gains since the last episode. Uh, and they're kind of hard to take witness of. Uh, if you look from the aspect of the societal standard of what it is to kind of be, um, well together and <clears throat> uh, like When, it, when I'm contemplating, like, this current position that I'm in, uh, what I get to have as a current experience, um, it, it's helping me navigate a field that I was having issues with a great amount of my life. Uh, I self-isolated. Um, I would isolate any time I was under duress. Uh, from some trauma in my childhood um, the hardest things I've ever had to deal with would often have me isolated so without having choice in that matter in my youth I would go through an experience and I would not have any support uh, at least not in the way that I wanted support I would not get the comforting that many of my partners and many healthy or uh, healthy relationships are defined as uh, I would often be subjected to uh, a great deal of scrutiny and in the experience of displeasure that I was going through um, I can recall miscarriages I can recall breakups uh, as early as I don't know eight I can recall not not the miscarriages as early as eight. No, no. I mean, I was... I did have some experience with uh, S.A. and S.H. by adults, but um, I, wasn't, I wasn't impregnating anyone at that age. But just as breakups, like, uh, how, do you, how do you explain to your mother that her best friend's daughter, daughter's... Um, you know, you've isolated yourself away from them because they make you uncomfortable because they're always doing stuff to your your genitalia when you're not supposed to be doing stuff like that. How do you tell them that that's the breakup if that's what you're going through? How do you... You know, I, I was never taught as a uh, uh, person assigned as male at birth how to deal with the loss of a child. Um, how to deal with the loss of relationship, how to hang in, how to, uh, healthy navigate, uh, a great deal of communication with, uh, 
emotional turmoil and still kind of process that. I come from a very um, emotionally conflicted background where a lot of the adults in my life tended to uh, out, 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 out. Uh, <laughs> they would go outside of themselves. They would uh, expound their emotions outwardly. Um, their dismay, their anger, their frustration, their sadness. It was never something that I witnessed processed in a healthy way. I witnessed a bunch of people abusing alcohol and many other substances that I don't think I was supposed to recognize as a child, but in my adult life, having the drug and alcohol counseling in my experience and then the experience with the years outside and having to Narcan people and just watching people not handle it very well. Um, <laughs> the process that I'm going through as of right now, why the, why the title is called Barely Winning is because I'm winning and being able to be in a place where I can uh, feel my emotions. I can I can experience sadness uh, more fluently without it being an arbor of um, harsh negative communication to myself where I don't intentionally isolate. Um, while there may have been some experiences where I have, uh, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard habit to self, um, care. It's, it's a hard habit to break, um, to be able to, um, occupy my own space, to be able to reflect and to be intuitive and to, um, take care of myself because that's my experience my experience is that many people haven't had the wherewithal to be able to hold space for me um, let alone even shown that desire to want to hold space um, so um, this current this current step that I'm in in the, the evolution and the self-awareness and the healing process which is constant my new layer of bark that I'm developing as my tree rings grow older and wider and wiser is that I kind of well not kind of because again I'm having this experience and I acknowledge that in my last episode that these are more like journal entries than anything and uh, <laughs> um, the process has been difficult uh, I'm masked with happiness for eons um, whether you think eons uh, exist in the realm of the human life or not, it was immense amounts of bandwidth for me to even come to terms with the fact that I detest <laughs> I detest sadness in a in a in a very very direct way. Uh, it's abysmal. Uh, feeling to fall into sadness, to even experience sadness outside of myself because I have no experience with it, because I have no safe space with other sadness. And I'm very, very kind to myself. I have a nest of pillows. I make my space soft. I light incense. I listen to soft music without words so that I can give myself space to process. I listen to angry music when I'm mad. I work out when I'm upset. I do heavy lifting to get frustration out. I'm just not aware of other people who have done that in my life. And even in my experiences with relationships at this point, um, wanting to be able to teach that to a partner and then watching the partner like not have that skill, it has made dating 
it has made any kind of relating to another human very difficult if i if i'm not managing some sort of um odd stance with um a caregiver role or um some type of uh, emotional support human to my partners it does not ever seem like that is the the return offered now nor do i expect it i i, I tend to expect and that that's where my disappointment often falls is i expect equity is i expect for us to be a hundred percent ourselves and to be able to support ourselves with these skills that we've developed and navigated throughout our lives but again a lot of people in my age bracket seem to suffer immense amounts of trauma and i tend to lean towards the privileged uh group of people whether they're privileged uh through uh, their hardships being a chosen bout and them always kind of self-medicating with one thing or another or privileged in the aspect of they had so many supports uh, so frequently that they never had a chance to really self-reflect. Uh, re they never really had a chance to use introspection in a um, continuous way or at least not in the way that I have. Again, I, I talk very clearly about how I'm not the best anything other than myself. And I know a lot of these talks sound like I am the bee's knees to everything and always, but to me, I am. I'm, I'm the only person that got me to this point. Uh, I love all of the assistance that I've ever received, but it has been flighting. So when I talk about how I would like relationships to develop, when I talk about the strength that I look for, when I talk about the amount of love I'm currently or constantly contemplating as far as relationships navigating, it's not me trying to put on a performance saying that, oh, well, no one can do this and it's not, no one's capable. It's me saying, I wish, I hope, I have a dream, I have a hope, I have a desire to experience this pleasure, um, this pleasurable response as far as being not catered to, but cared for. Um... Often enough times when I'm involved with someone who has taken the uh, precursor to express themselves as female or the feminine partner in the relationship, it is, it is, it is hard. It is hard for them to expect strength constantly. It is hard for them to, it, for me, it is hard for me when they expect strength constantly without offering a way to be supported. Um... Yeah, uh, so this this experience that I'm going through right now, processing the loss of a relationship that has a tether, which is, um, it's been seeded so that it may grow into something new. The last, last bout of that relationship inflection might have passed. And there are other things taking sprout. Um, there are dynamics within myself that are sprouting and blooming that, or taking sprout, uh, taking root that had hadn't had this opportunity before there was there was more shadow work to be done i am i am exclusively known for destroying bridges uh after a relationship ends uh i take all of the brunt of my frustration um and 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 dump the pain of the loss of a person a partnership onto the scenario which i was in i i want nothing to do with this person i want nothing to do with that experience 
Um, I feel betrayal. I feel betr- like absolutely um, deplorable to the point of uh, maliciousness. Uh, I used to have that expression very consistently and even now I practice not doing it. I'm, I'm very trigger happy with people would say, oh, I destroy bridges. I, I literally used to profess that, no, no, I knew countries. Um, I, what bridge? What, what river are you referring to? What connection? What establishment? Who is this? Where are we? What planet are we on? Um, I, would, I would decimate areas. And this last year has given me the opportunity to really kind of connect with people in a way where I can safely use the word friend. Uh, I have trauma with that word. I have trauma with the word family. Um, to try to develop healthy platonic relationships or healthy relationships where the investment isn't completely physical. And that's not something that I knew I had the capability of doing because entire uh, my, my entire relationship spectrum was... Uh, you exist with the penis. I have no interest in your physical vessel. Let's have all the awesome relationship dynamic uh, that one can muster. Uh, or uh, you met me and your placement, because your body has a vagina, uh, has dedicated that you desire me physically. I also desire you physically. Let's engage in that way. And if that dynamic does not work, I, I have no idea how to be that person's friend. Um, my dynamic is always going to, or has always been in those scenarios to maintain the working relationship of either bull or partner or sex object or prostitute, whatever the case may have been. Because again, I have this, um, experience with being trafficked, um, and people go, Oh, well, you don't know what it's like to really be trafficked. And I go, I, I, I had to go some classes. I had to, I had to sit and AA classes and essay classes and um, deal with some stuff that I'd got myself into. And while I was sitting there, I was having a shared experience with the people expressing their stories because my experience was so similar to the experience with these people sitting in this class, explaining their experience from the aspect of a person with a vagina dealing with an aggressive or aggressor that is uh, sporting a penis. And I'm, I'm the penis person in this class, and I'm having this scenario where I am having these flashbacks and these uh, highly uh, elevated emotional responses to hearing someone else's story because I, I felt guilt. Uh, I still feel guilt um, and remorse for the things that I had done in my past as far as like showing my aggression to people who were pushing in into my boundaries, and I didn't have the the wherewithal to just leave those situations in an earnest way. But also I felt like I was sitting in the chair of telling someone that I have a boundary and watching them trample all over it just because they felt like it. And again, I stand at 6'6". I weigh three something. I don't measure exactly. I was 383 the last time I checked. Um, To have someone smaller than me uh, consistently berate me has been one of my life experiences because I have been at least 5'11 since I was 11 years old. <clears throat> uh, so now that I have these skills, like, you know, the calm, the patient, the breathing techniques, the working out, the the space away from interacting with physical response to that addiction... I'm curbing my enthusiasm with food, but it's taking some time because I just packed my house full of vegetables. 
So I'm working on some sort of fast in that regard without going through the display of, oh, I already did it, so you know, I don't actually have to do that now. Uh, it's a strong desire of mine to not be triggered into eating. Um, working on getting myself some kind of smoothie maker and or food processor so that I can readily uh, mince food faster. Blenders have a small base, so it's harder to make food liquefy in them, uh, especially when your blender is as old as it is. But it'd be doing its best. It'd be doing its best. And if I take my time, I can definitely make uh, a great amount of liquefied fruits and vegetables together so that I can still get something of a liquid diet. Um, but it does not curb the enthusiasm because the addiction is not only in the 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 release of dopamine and serotonin is not only or oxytocin isn't only in the um, the consumption of food it's the chewing uh, my body has a response to chewing so I'm working on stocking up on bubble gums and having bubble gums readily at the, the ready using ginger for a while uh, to kind of navigate that space but the ginger I, I eat the ginger so because I like ginger if you haven't had teriyaki or ginger mushrooms or ginger pork or ginger, you know, uh, you, you, you won't know the, the pleasures of ginger. I'm, I'm also, at least someone in my family told me that I'm, I'm Jamaican from an island at some point in time. So I've, I've grown fond of the food there um, and the spices that happen to uh, dance around that culture. Um, with that being said, again, back to the skills that I'm working on right now, as far as like, just a lot, like even in this, this, this conversation, you can hear my nose, I'm sniffling, but it's not from sadness, but you can't hear the response in my eyes as I work through the process of sadness. Now I'm definitely, I've definitely sound sad in a couple of these videos. Um, and even in some of my songs, I've, I've cried full and cried and still recorded and have that be a, a looping sound in the background of my tears falling as I record, speaking through the tears. Um, yes, I miss, I miss my partnerships. I miss engaging with people healthily in the ways that we were healthy. And I understand that I don't have the bandwidth and the wherewithal to be able to navigate someone's pain for them. And that has been one of the things that I have done my entire life. My mother needed a lot of catering to if they weren't um, under the guise of a well-taken-care-of, well-spoken um, <clears throat> parent. And just about everybody else in my family seemed to be navigating some kind of conflict and dancing around and tiptoeing on words so that they wouldn't feel triggered by those statements because they had something to prove or somewhere to need to go or to live. So whatever the reason may be. Um, Maybe my uncles beat the living snap out of me because I looked like my mother, but I was her son, and they could never do that to her and her youth, and I was her height, and they just exacted revenge when they could. I I really don't know. I don't have a full understanding of it. Maybe my mother put me out because I looked like my father. I'm not really sure. Uh, maybe other people abused me because their fathers weren't in their lives, so the first male that they could dominate, assert dominance over was pleasurable for them i i really don't understand <clears throat> all i know is that whenever i felt the inkling of someone trying to abuse me i would defend myself i learned at a young age that uh exacerbating an anger response outwardly would get people to stop doing what they were doing um my sister once told me in the midst of one of my bouts 
that she wasn't afraid of me. And I, I think in that moment she could have been slash should have been, um, <laughs> not proud of that, but, uh, at least once in my life for both parents, I have threatened their lives and meant it with everything in my full being. Um, yes, my father had to call my siblings crying one day after me and him got into a scuffle after he tried to come at me with a pair of scissors and cut my hair. And um, my mother, I expressed very clear to her that they did not have the right to touch me in a way that was uncomfortable to me or was called molestation. And I told them that if they did it again, I would end their life. Not that they couldn't touch me, that they couldn't touch me in this particular manner. Hugs and all that other stuff. Just consensual, consensual touch would have been perfectly fine, but they were under the guise that they were my mother and that they get to do whatever they want with my body because it came out of their body. And I expressed that that is not how I would treat a stranger in this moment, so I'm treating them like they're treating me, which is not respecting my boundaries, so I was exacting those boundaries out loud. Uh, there are still a lot of people who don't communicate with me because of my reaction to my mother, but I felt as though I responded very kind, and um, so I don't engage with them physically or emotionally or communicate as much or at all, and I plan on doing that for some time. Um... As of right now, I think you can probably hear the sadness creeping up in my tone. Uh, I'm still enunciating. I'm still speaking in this particular code-switched language that I learned to overcome my stutter as a child. Um, there are just many things. Like I, I, I try to get into these talks without quoting so many people, without going through some of the data that I've collected in my life. And I really try to talk about my experiences uh, without trauma dumping. I don't like those terms. I don't like hyper overvigilant. I don't, I don't enjoy those because it makes it seem as though any one person's experience isn't, isn't normal to them and it's access to someone else. Like hypervigilance? Nope, it's just regular vigilance. If you grew up in a war zone, you'd have that amount of attention. Uh, over-explaining? It isn't over-explaining. It's just explaining to the point of comfort. That's, that's how TED Talks happen. TED Talks are over-explaining. Um, it isn't a hyper-focus. It is literally focused to the amount of someone's passion. Uh, and so those terms kind of like irk my soul a little bit. Uh, very, very much against them. I, again, I have no degrees. I, I have one certification. Um, I can't even tell if it's real or not because they won't send me the actual <laughs> certification. Uh, even though I took the class and put the hours and I'm registered on their website. But I digress, and in two years, I'll, I'll worry about what that looks like and what I got to do as far as study and updating that if I desire to do so, because they expire every, pardon me, two years. I'll cross that bridge when we get there, if I don't nuke it. Um, yeah, no, I'm just grateful to kind of be in this space, even though it's sad as fuck. Uh, it's very painful. Because um, I've never sat in this. I would I would distract myself. I would be knee-deep in someone else right now. Uh, multiple people, actually. I, I tend to like like a, a, a hand of cards dealt when I need to absolve myself of my emotions. Uh, I tend to focus quite intensely on myself. Give myself a great amount of focus very quickly. 
Uh, I like to problem solve. I like the solution. So then my solution uh, working out would intensify right now. I'm, I'm just wallowing. I'm just being in the sad. And that is a new thing for me. I'm not crying. I'm not bawling my eyes out all the time. But I, am, but I am allowing myself to just be sad. I'm not taking my frustration off on myself physically. I'm not uh, doing any high-risk behaviors, quote-unquote, like, you know, every other person in Portland on a daily basis because of alcohol and sex, constant. Oh, did you see those lights go out? That's nice. I like that. Um, oh, no, they were in this building, so you didn't see them go out. That's fine. Um... Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm living in the experience, but I, I'm winning. <laughs> Even though it doesn't feel like I'm winning, I'm, 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 I'm successful in this particular battle. I am making strides here in a place that I'd never felt like I was making strides. And the reason it doesn't feel like I'm making strides is because I am allowing myself to feel sad and my body wants to react. My body wants to defend myself from the sad. Uh, sadness has been unequivocally um, hard for me. Again, the loss of children. I have I have ten miscarriages under my belt as a person who has attempted to create life. I have lost relationships in mass, and a multitude of times I was pursuing people who had children because I wanted children. So there are a multitude of step children esque kids out there. I probably sixty five plus that I am not involved with anymore and thinking about my children, let alone the children that are not my children that I don't have at the ready, uh, often creates a pain in me that I would navigate through quote unquote distraction or um, chemical response or food substance or um, again, physical response with another mate to try to kind of sequester that feeling in myself. Um, but yeah, this was just to, to acknowledge, you know, um, if anyone's going out there, because Portland is depressive as hell. Not like, I, I love the rain, so it makes me very happy when it rains, but everyone else, everyone else is like sad. You guys get like winter depression and it's real and it's like, it's cloudy here like 80% of the year. <laughs> It's cloudy like 80% of the year and I fucking love water droplets and rain and like <laughs> I'm working on developing some type of cover for my phone so that I could take pictures in like full storm force but like whoo whoo I'm telling you the like fentanyl and this isn't funny but like fentanyl and the meth is going crazy right now, let alone the alcoholics are starting to roll out in, in drove. Um, and so, like, you know, I'm just... I'm acknowledging that because of my sobriety in a lot of the ways, like, I'm not doing any of my habits. There was a great big pause there because this is YouTube and I don't know what I'm allotted to say. I know I can swear... I just don't know what particular subject matter I'm supposed to not talk about yet because I don't read those rules really clearly. Someone else will do it. Mm-mm. Get somebody else to do it. <laughs> but I am sticking to the boundaries enough to be able to have this conversation. I really was going to make this, this conversation like 10 minutes, but apparently I had enough to get off my chest. 
Uh, I also noted, I also noted, so this is for other people who just consistently listen to these podcasts slash uh, watch these videos on YouTube because I have, I have gone away from just taking pictures of myself or like recording myself, which I'm not against. I'm going to get back to it, but this is how I, I normally fall into this lull of I would like to record something like right in the evening. Um, and it isn't every time I've been writing a letter to someone that I plan to give um, to them. And this plus that is the closest I've come to journaling. Um, so this, this experience, I just, if you're feeling sad, cause I kind of went off on a tangent there. Um, we all know that it's, we don't all know, let me, that's very privileged of me. We don't all know it's going to pass. I know lots of people who have taken their lives. I have witnessed a great amount of people in my family who have not been able to overcome their addictions, um, whatever they might've been. I know a great deal of people who were just really ready to go and made sure that that was what happened. <sighs> With that being said, I would like to remind my listeners, my followers, that these experiences are not forever. Um, the pain is not forever. It is a fighting moment in the expanse of your life. And I really thought when I started making these that there was an oversaturated market. And I was really just trying to live on my high of like, yes, this is this is me. And it still is me. It's just that I didn't ever do the lulls out loud. I didn't do the lulls out loud. I would have like an erratic kind of um, perspective on this is... I'm, I'm ecstatic. And... Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm in a much safer mental space now to be able to um, acknowledge my sadness. Uh, it is the 7th, and if I am not mistaken, uh, my father's birthday is the 16th, was the 16th. He will be something like 59 this year. Uh, Michelle, he is not in this realm any longer. He is dancing with his father. Um, this isn't always. And I know it isn't always because of how I was like living through them prior to this point in time. Uh, people would say, oh, you're not processing it. And I go, no, I just process it very quickly. And I go, no, 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 you're avoiding it. And I go, nope, I'm not. I, I have sat with a bunch of pain. Um, but again, like with the terms of hypervigilance over, uh, over, uh, over explaining and uh, hyperfocus and quote unquote and all those things, uh, those denote that I am not doing it in the way that I am okay with doing it. And every, this is my whole big catch with like therapy and psychology and these fields where people go and talk to other people is that there's a general consensus of how each person should be treated and every person, person to person, psychologist to person, person to psychologist, person to therapist, person to counselor, every interaction is very personable and subjective and objective and needs to be cared for in a very, 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 very specific way. 
and we often don't have quote unquote the resources to do that but then I will rant a bit and say that we have resources to make bombs and weapons and tanks and airplanes and nuclear things, but we can't give people the proper effective training or a lot of people the proper effective training without making them pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for multiple years when they could literally get these courses. I mean, I've seen more contractors come out of like, uh, <laughs> out of these accredited schools and when the contractors come out of these accredited schools to... Not accredited schools. What are they called? They are called... Hmm? <sighs> Brain fart, because I forget what they're called. Trade schools. Um, when they come out of these trade schools, they don't have the best experience. Because you get that through doing a thing. Which is why I'm so effective at talking, is because I talk a lot to myself. Um, I openly admit to many people who will listen to it, I have... 300 plus myselves in my head. They aren't other people. They are me. Variations of me from what I believe are other timelines or other perspectives. And we like to just chat. And that's what I'm talking about. So when I say something like, I, I'm very aware of myself because I don't lie to me. Uh, whether I may lie out loud or not uh, is a different story entirely. But to me in my head, there's no there's no fabrication. I don't, I don't get to hide from me. We're all very direct with me, the way that I speak bluntly out loud, at least the way that I'm thinking I'm speaking earnestly out loud, we're court like that in my head, we're chill, we're like really cha-cha, chopping it down, uh, there's no way for my quote-unquote ego to like stay there very long consistently, the fact that the I and the quote-unquote the this and the, I acknowledge that we're like a bunch of cells inside a slime mode and we just have a, I have a bunch of nucleus inside of me so you know <laughs> better than one nucleus yeah um which is funny because i'm gonna trillion of cells which i'll have their own nucleus but i digress um this isn't always <laughs> as you can see me rolling um even in my laughter there's i'm sad I'm, I'm i'm immensely sad i'm just laughing at myself because i think i'm hilarious uh i acknowledge that <laughs> Um, everyone doesn't have the same skill set. Everyone doesn't have the same effective group or supports. And that's really what I'm grateful for is that uh, I'm barely winning. I'm doing what I can with what I have, where I am. And I have always done it that way. And I am grateful for the ability to be able to even process consistently enough to hold myself in any regard where accountability is my main concern to be my authentic self is my main concern and I continue to pursue that and if you like to follow along that's great I'm so grateful that my chats my conversations the way that I communicate the um, cadence and the vernacular that I use has caught your attention uh, please stay please continue to come back and have these uh, listens with me that's super wonderful uh i don't think any of my videos slash um podcast are monetized i'm still working out the kinks and what that really looks like i'm working on the laptop to kind of manifest into my space so that i can be able to manipulate things more frequently i'll start making some crazy slash shitty music so that i can have music playing in the background um but as of right now i'm simply grateful that I have the wherewithal to be able to communicate this to you. Um, I'm grateful for the listeners who consistently show up, whether it be one of you, whether it be 30 of you. I am grateful that you take the time out of your day to make space for my thoughts. Um, 
I love you. I love myself. I love your love. I love my love. I love the love of the universe. I love. Uh, be safe out here. Um, I have a, like, a scratchy feeling in my gut that something weird's gonna happen soon. And weird being the etymology of the word destiny and also the colloquial usage of uncomfortably unknown uh, is going to take place. Again, I'm not really sure what. I don't, I, don't, I don't navigate that well in that regard, but I acknowledge that there's some discomfort coming up. So if you get to this before the discomfort or you get to this after the discomfort, I am acknowledging that I felt immense discomfort coming up from this nation. Um, be safe. Uh, always, always. All is well. Always, always. Thank you for listening. This is episode two, season three of Barely Doing Stuff Now with Words. And I think I titled this one Barely Winning. If I didn't, I don't know. I'll check back later. All right, you guys, be safe. <laughs>